Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 146 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and this geezer with me over here... It's Andy, a.k.a. It's Raining Men. Hallelujah! It's Raining Men. Hey, hey! You're going to go out and get yourself soaking wet. Get my, going to let myself get absolutely soaking wet. <laughs> That's one of your more random AKAs. Did you have the radio on before we started recording? <laughs> no, it just popped into my head. I mean, it's a total banger. There's no oh, two ways mate. about it. <laughs> That's a tune. No two ways about it. It's one of those, you know, at a wedding, there's this oh, moment. Yeah. Everyone's on the dance floor. Yeah, well, you'll get this lull moment, so everyone will be a bit sort of lively and having a few drinks, and maybe there'll be a few early groove busters who hit the dance floor, you know, the um, folks with young kids and the grannies and that. Then everyone sits down for the dinner, drinks, food, toasts. You know, you're there for hours, aren't you, listening to the father of the bride get emotional and all that stuff. And then it's like, disco time, everybody, and nobody wants to get up there because they're all like, ugh. Uh, I've just had like 10 glasses of wine. <laughs> I've eaten a four-course meal and sat through the most mind-numbing speeches of my life. I'm not getting up on the dance floor. And that is when, that's when you deploy the, you know, the reigning men's. Man. Yeah, I will survives. That's right, everybody. YMCA, everyone on the dance floor. Let's see those hands. Wave them. <laughs> Scream if you want to go faster. If you want to go faster. <laughs> That's when you get your Septembers out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I've not been for a good wedding for... I'm out of age now. It's all second weddings now. <laughs> second weddings. I've got a generation of much younger cousins who are all just getting to the point of getting engaged and getting married and stuff. So that's still a part of my nice. life. And I've got the, you know, Penny's my dance partner now. So nice. I've got someone to hit the dance floor with me. Hit the I do dance en- floor. Hit the dance floor. Sorry. I do enjoy busting my groove at a wedding. I bet. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, I feel, I just, see, I, I take the view that at a wedding, all the people there are one of two categories. They're either family and friends who know you, have known you for years, love you, and will love you anyway. However bad your dancing is, however drunk you get, they're going to love you. The other half are randomers that that I've never met before and will never meet again. It is just this one instance. My lives and their lives will encounter each other. So why care? There's, There's crazy Uncle Chris. He's married, you know. Really? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I swear, I think there is possibly a bit of that goes on in the fam. My auntie Julie's a bit of a lunatic as well, though. Anyway, we're we're on we're on hot mics here, aren't we? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But do get in touch and let us know, folks, what your thoughts on wedding music (laughs) and and are you a dancer? Do you get up on the dance floor? (laughs) Maybe we'll next uh, world championship we can add a. Or your own championship will add some sort of disco social after the main event. Oh, I like that idea. The Dice Masters Disco Social. Yeah. The Double Double and Dice Dice Masters Disco Social. Now that's a tongue twister, isn't it? There we go, but I love it. (laughs) Anyway, here we are then again to spend an hour or so with you fine, lovely members of the ministry talking about Dice Masters and other stuff, obviously. There's been a lot going on. It's been busy times again. 
we've gone we've gone from zero to 60 in, in like a week it's been insane so plenty to talk about we've got two featured segments lined up for everybody to enjoy but before we get into those my man i'll ask you what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded well 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 dice masters wise mm. i got got my brick yeah got my brick opened it up had a look through i was like what are these cards they've got the wrong thing and i remembered obviously the design change um, <laughs> uh, so i've picked through them all three super rares in mine quite happy with that nice nice yeah lovely nothing's particularly blown my skirt up but cool nonetheless to get three super rares yes uh, which is cool it's highlighted to me again how much i need to sort out my uh my collection and storage uh, and binders and the boxes of dice and the piles of cards that have been left out for uh, for years now. Like they've they kind of gather well, they would gather dust, but I have to pick through them every time we play a game, so uh, they're not too dusty. But um, yeah, very exciting to get uh, a load of new Dice Masters uh, cards and dice and stuff. I think the, the cards nice and it's yeah, it's very good. So oh yeah, they're lovely, lovely cards. Yeah, really nice, like quality feel to them. The cardstock, the foils in particular, are uh, very nice, very nice indeed. I've got a wallop in my hand right now—a foil wallop. Ooh, um, a foil wallop, nice. Just, just flicking the corner there. Ooh. Oh yeah, nice. hear that, folks. Oh, hear that. I was messaging with uh, Jocelyn because she was talking on Double Double and Dice about uh, smelling the you know that new card smell when you open oh, pack yeah. yeah and I said I didn't do it on stream but when, when I opened my own pre-order in the privacy of my own home oh yeah I definitely had a good huff on these oh for me oh. one of the the, the, the the things of Games Workshop is the, the smell of the books oh like, sure yeah you know one of them big chunky books and you open it up and you get a big old whiff of new book it's uh, it's a thing it is a thing it's totally a thing yeah absolutely absolutely so we're with you the ministry of dice stands with jocelyn on card sniffing (laughs) (laughs) card sniffing and card flicking that's the only type of sniffing you should be doing around cards though sure certainly don't certainly don't be using them to do anything else (laughs) um moving swiftly although with, with this new card stock you could definitely be... Uh, Can't rule it out. No. Get, get a mirror. Um, you're laughing. I also, I've done some more purchasing uh, Ooh, okay. for the Dice Masters front. I've got in front... Ooh. Front? Say front too many times. Uh, in front of me, uh, a couple of Super Rares that I've picked up on the uh, secondary market. Nice. Uh, for Jorgman... Jorgman's... <laughs> fear um so managed to get him he's a beautiful foil he's one that i've wanted although i have got that proxy that um who made that for us uh, uh, that was reg gut. reggie reg yes quality so but it's nice to have the actual one uh but i will put reg's version in front um because it's better uh and also a uh which you'll be happy to hear that i've got a, a master mold and sentinels oh. two beautiful super rares uh in to, to go into my collection some nice ones that i've been after for a Very while good. and i'm uh, i'm jealous from a collector point of view mm. but i'm i'm not jealous from a you know a regular play partner point of view <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I would like to give the the uh, shout out to uh, Barney, uh, Barney, UK Dice Masters player and uh, fellow. I think he's a fellow um, moderator on the UK Dice Masters Facebook page. Uh, he along with me might be, yeah, yeah, he might well be, uh, yeah. He has got a lot of Dice Master stuff out on eBay at the moment. Uh, so do search Barney Baker and you'll be able to see his stuff on there. I've got a little notification thing that tells me when he puts stuff on there because uh, he is a long-standing singles seller. But yeah, search him up. There's some good bargains to be had. Um, he's flogging a lot of stuff. Barney, he's been on the podcast. We uh, we had a chat with Barney when we held uh, an MOD PDM at his store. Yes, we did. Yeah. He's a lovely, uh, lovely man. We had a little chat in that that back back room they had with all the uh, the awesome war uh, game boards That's out. It. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The cameras and they did like whole stuff there. Yeah, but just saying, Barney. Barney's been on the podcast, incidentally, as well. We've uh, we've organised events at his store before now. A legend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Solid dude. For actual games, I'm not sure if we did. We did your unboxing. Last yes, we week. did. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't we didn't do any gameplay because we did some. New... Oh, we did, we did, we did, we did the um, twenty hit wonders. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, I tell you why that's not fresh in my memory because I've not posted the game to YouTube. <laughs> oh, okay. It feels like ages ago as well. Yeah, well, so we did one week. We didn't play any gameplay because we did the unboxing. Then we did the yeah, we did the 20, 20, 20 damage in one kill teams. with one one yeah yeah. One, one turn kills yeah um so yeah that was fun but the reason i'm not loaded it is because it went a bit shambles shamblesy at the end didn't it? Oh, yeah, oh yeah it did our damage it's... maths was appalling <laughs> yeah we um it was it was fun yeah it's good to try out something different um definitely i don't think well, i'm more likely to have built a team like that than you but i don't think i would have gone as extreme as um one character one action and six globals um but <laughs> uh fun nonetheless it was a little bit it didn't go as as well i don't think either of our uh teams performed as we would do it um i kept having to to get rid of stuff so that you couldn't use it to block to do the booker t jerry lawler thanos yeah. double double which apparently isn't a double double it's not a double double it's a you double and then you double the double minus the original or something. Yeah. I don't know. We were a bit lost Got in it. Chat sorted out for us in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and we were both of us hella rusty with the likes of Clayface and uh, PXG yeah. and stuff. We were creaky, <laughs> real creaky. Really bad. Yeah. It just goes to show how long um, it's been. I mean, I don't play PXG a great deal anyway. So. No, I was I was rusty as it as it was, you know, and then just more years on top kind of thing. So I was I was struggling. And comments Mike there going to me, Chris, you you forgetting you? Yeah. <laughs> she should have done this. I'm like, oh you've yeah, both got, you've both got Clayface, and then it's just like, oh, oh yeah. So yeah, it was a little bit shambolic, but fun nonetheless. Yeah, just uh, that singular focus towards just getting our beat sticks out and. My bloody Thanos is not rolling and stuff. So it was a good laugh, but I've not bothered putting it up because it's, it's really not a great game to watch. Well, I don't know. Maybe so maybe you guys will get get in touch, come out the woodwork and say, yeah, put it up. We like to laugh at your expense or something. 
which I think is what the basis of our whole content creating operation is, to be fair. But yeah. I've not bothered to date. Nah. Cool. Um, yeah. And then, so other, other gaming. Um, got a bit to talk about. I've been plowing away with my uh, Song of Ice and Fire's miniatures game. Um, Very good. Uh, painting. Uh, I've got a half-finished unit of halberdiers is the correct pronunciation. I've finished Tyrion, and I've done Jamie Lannister, <laughs> and I've got a load of Lannister guardsmen. Uh, I've been buying it up left, right, and centre. I've got some crossbow men that are, and some knights that come through the post today. I had uh, a box with... Some Lannister heroes in come through early this week. So, yeah, I've been buying all the the toys, um, which is quite exciting. He's got and the he's got the bug, folks. He's got the bug. I've got the bug. I've had a, quite a nice few evenings, like just a bit a bit of chill out time, a bit of quiet time in in my office on my own, iPad on, something on, and then just just painting away. It's been nice getting my zen on. Yeah, very good. Yeah, we'll get some. There's a high demand to see photos of your work. I don't know if you've noticed, folks saying there were a few peeps in our Discord saying, "No, totally, we want to see them pics. Show, show you, show you stuff off, man." Yeah, yeah so, I put, put a few up. So uh, yeah, I, I will do that. Uh, I've also managed to get a f- couple of games of it in uh, using the uh, tabletop simulator. Uh, oh, okay. Game through Steam. I'm not sure what. The right. I don't know if it's a game in its own right or some kind of enabler. Anyway, Rob did all the hard work. I just put in the password and joined him. But it's one of those things, like Call Mini or Not, which is the company that run it, obviously approve of the tabletop simulator because it's got everything updated on there. You use the fan-made website called A Song of Ice and Fire Stats to create or build your army. You copy a code, you go into this tabletop simulator bit, you paste the code into a little, I think it looks like a book, um, press generate, and then it auto-populates all the miniatures for that army that you've put onto the table. It sorts out the deck of cards that comes with the game, so you've got the correct cards in it. Uh, it's got the, like the cards that, or the details of your, your breakdown of your army's abilities, all there, ready to go. It's very clever. It's just we oh, wish Dice Masters would, you know, do something similar or not well, stop when people want to. Yeah, there's, some, there's something about the tactile experience of it all, though, as well, isn't there? I don't, I don't fully understand why you would play a virtual version of a game that's based around the miniatures in particular. It's, it's, um, it's just to do about convenience. convenience. like rob lives up north and i live down south so uh to get to get a game in uh we could you know it's i mean we we get set on a date but that's going to be like tail end of this year um but in order just to kind of you know play the game work out the rules have 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 a go and and, and enjoy playing it i haven't got a problem with it at all yeah fair enough horses for courses my man horses for courses 100% 100% yeah. kind of removes the tactile element of it, but um, yeah, it's another tool to to try things out. So it's got everything on there. So before I buy a, a load of models, I can try them out and see if they're any good or not. Yeah, def- I feel like the way they play and all that. Yeah, it definitely hasn't stopped me from 
buying more. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, so yeah, that's been a lot of what we're doing. Painting, playing, uh, this new game that's kind of opened, you know, got my current attention. There you go. Excellent. Fun times. Cool. What about you? What about me? Well, yeah, uh, my Secret Wars pre-orders uh, came, so I had a, a lovely evening uh, a short while back uh, with my son, helping me out, sorting dice, filing cards, you know, doing all Well, I'd say sorting dice. We sorted them all, and now there's just a mountain of them, uh, so the sorting was pointless, really. But nonetheless, it was good father-son time. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, and in fact, some of the draft packs, I've still got them in a pile here next to me where I've taken the cards out, gone through the cards, but then still got the dice in the bag in the box. Right. Because what, what I've observed is that I was getting my max die on things super quick. I was getting loads of baggies with yeah. four of a character in. So I've um, I've not sorted through, but I think I've got an abundance of spare dice. So that was nice. And then I've been doing some trading out and about, you know, filling gaps and uh, the old postal trades with folks to uh, try and complete the set. Well, I have got a fair number of uncommons that I haven't managed to acquire through, f- well, three boxes in I am. Mental. And there's qu- quite a few un- uncommons that I haven't got, which irks me. I seem to remember back in the, uh, what do you call them, blister pack days. Yeah, you very- got off a gravity feed. You'd, you'd get all, you'd guaranteed, I'd, I didn't open a gravity feed and not get all commons. Like that was a banker. And then uncommons, you probably ended up with two or three that you might not get. You yeah. Get a good absolutely. chunk of rares, like probably about half the rares, uh, and then two super rares. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, that's okay. I'm out there trading, but once the buzz of the opening of the packs and the sorting through it all has diminished, I, I find myself back in a space of going, Oh, I really wish, we were still having campaign boxes. And I, I particularly noticed it because I've been brewing now. I've been you know, team building to use the new yeah. Secret Wars cards and I've been on the team builder tinkering things about and, and whatnot. Um, oh, that's just reminded me. I keep e- meaning to email Aaron because the sidekick app's not updated yet. But yeah, it is. Is it? What, I've with not... Secret Wars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been using it this afternoon. Oh. All right, well. No email needed to Aaron. It wasn't in there the other day, but he's obviously on top of it. Fast M- MSW. I don't know where MSW. the M's come from. Why is it MSW? Marvel, Marvel Secret yeah. Wars. But that would mean that it would be MDPS. What? MDPS. <laughs> what? Marvel, Marvel Secret Wars. MSW. Marvel Secret yeah, but Wars. Then it's Dark Phoenix Saga DPS, not MDPS. Why? Because there's already a set that is shortened to SW, isn't there? Superman, Wonder Woman, I think it is. Maybe. No, that's SWW. Um, it's the... One set, it'll come to me. Space I'm Wolves. Looking. Space Wolves. Yeah. Oh. So, in, so in the team builder, there's already an SW. So I believe... Okay. Um, Johnny and his gang, his team builder gang and Truby of... Uh, Label it up as MSW, and they've just thrown Marvel, Marvel Secret Wars on there. Marvelous! There you go. See, where would you be without me? I know, right? Yeah. So I was brewing. Uh, getting back to my story, uh, I was brewing the other day, and I had a great idea. I thought, oh yeah, I'll put that together. And and that classic moment of going to my binder and realizing that I hadn't pulled 
the key card that I had a little brewing idea around was a bit disappointing. It is. We are definitely in the minority, though, when it comes to draft packs and campaign boxes. Yeah, we most definitely are, but you know that is what it is, I suppose. I just that want it all is. of it. <laughs> I'll pay for yeah. it, but just give me all of it. <laughs> yeah, just right out of the gate. I just want to, yeah, I just want to make the teams that I want to make. Uh, these weren't even hyper-competitive teams I was brewing around either. It was weird combo stuff and themey stuff, and I was missing the card I wanted for those, which I suppose is even more irksome. If it's if it's about the uh, like the net deck the fear of net decking the most optimal competitive team because everybody's got all the cards. That's one thing, but I wasn't even trying to do that. <laughs> I was just making dumb, dumb combo teams and things. So I don't know anyway, but yeah, so that's been, it's been very busy. You're messaging with people, looking at people's trade lists, striking deals and what have you. So that's, that's been going on. Uh, and then you mentioned about our one turn kill games, uh, non dice masters related, uh, a few little bits over Easter, um, while we were having family time, we saw my brother-in-law and sister-in-law over Easter, and so we always get a few games out when when we're all together. Played a, a small box game called uh, Bandido. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, have you described? I think you might have described it before. Maybe. It's so ringing, it's it, ringing bells. You've got um, you, you've got uh, a bandido who's escaping from prison by digging tunnels, and you have to close off the tunnels and trap him to get him back into prison. <laughs> I, I don't remember you describing it. it sounds funny though. Yeah, it's, it's good. All the all the cards have obviously got different types of tunnel shapes and stuff. So everyone's got to you know you play your cards, but you're playing out of a hand that have been you know shuffled and dealt to you. So you you don't have the optimal tunnel to play, and sometimes all you can do is play a tunnel that's going to help the bandit escape. You know what I mean, and that type <laughs> of thing. So it's quite good, and um, you can you can collaborate. Uh, you know, and work cooperatively with the other players, but you can't show each other your cards. So you have to sort of explain, I don't put yours over there. I can do something about that. <laughs> and they're like, but I can do something about it. Yeah, but is your something going to be better than my something? Because you can't actually tell each other what your solution is. You can only cooperate. You know, you can't show them and say, look, don't worry right. about it. I've got a dead end that I can throw in there or whatever. So that's quite good. Kids enjoyed it, played it a few times. It's in a small box. You just need the deck of cards that come in the box. So it's dead quick and easy. Although it does take an extraordinary amount of table space. I can imagine because the tunnels just go off in all directions. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, another new game that my brother-in-law had picked up called uh, Fiesta de las Muertas, which is crazy. It's actually really balmy. So you got these little um, whiteboards with a flap over the top to cover them, and everybody gets dealt a card, and the card will have... A historical figure, a fictional character, a sports person, you know, something like that, you know, a, a, a celebrity. So I'll have a name on it, Julius Caesar, um, Scar from Lion King, you know, all sorts of random stuff in there, um, you know, George Bush Jr. and stuff. I'm just thinking of ones that we saw on the day. And so you write the name, then you, you put the flip over, put your card back into a mini deck in the center of the table face down so nobody knows who your character is. And then you write a single word clue in the bottom half of the whiteboard that's not revealed that would indicate who your character is. Right. But, but you're only allowed to write one word. But what you then do, Chinese whispers style, is you pass the board along to the person next to you. The person next to you reads your, your single word. They're not allowed to look at the character. They rub it off. They have to write a word related to the word that you've written. <laughs> right. 
And you go all the way around the table. So there were six of us playing at the time, all the way around the table. So by the time all the cards have been around the table, you know, gone five different, the word has been, you know, had variants on it five times. You then place them all in the middle of the table. You deal out the characters that were, um, uh, sorry, you flip the characters that were dealt out face up, but you've added four in as ringers. So however many players, you add another four off the top of the deck, turn and face up, and then everybody has to guess which single word clue is for which character. <laughs> I like it's that. quite good. Yeah, it's quite good. It, it, there were some challenges. Uh, you know, Harrison didn't know some of the historical figures, but you know, politicians and what have you that were on the cards. But we just, it, it, he just um, would say, I don't know this person. We'd deal in the next one off the top and just put the other one to one side. So it wasn't that disruptive. But the the way the word changes from the original intent uh, to what, what it actually finally ends up as can be quite insane and balmy. And then you end up, once you finish the round, you end up having a massive conversation going, how did you, what did you write? How, <laughs> you know, what, what was going on there? You know, and it, sometimes you're too broad. So I had a Disney character, I can't remember which one, and I'd, I'd written Disney as my single word clue. But of course, that's so yeah. in, enormous. That's so much. Yeah, especially when there's so many other Disney-related things inside the deck of characters that and names that it could be, that it, it created chaos. <laughs> so that was quite a good one. And then, of course, we busted out a couple of classics, a bit of Batman Love Letter and uh, a little bit of Paperback, the, uh, the kind of Scrabble with Cards game as well. So we did quite a bit of gaming over Easter. And it. Yep. Always, uh, my brother and sister-in-law, always up for a bit of board gaming. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. And here we are then today. Yes, we are. Yes, so we are. is there anything to add? I don't know. Do you want to do a Marvel Snap update? <laughs> uh, do we need Do we need to do that anymore now that we, we've got plenty of Dice Masters stuff going on to talk about? <laughs> no, it's dead to me. Yeah. It's doing me nothing. Yeah, the sheen's off, isn't it? It's just totally off. Yeah, I think I need a little bit of a, a, a break and then come back and start enjoying it again. 34, I am. I was 85 two months ago. 34. Yeah. Uh, best days are clearly behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm afraid so, my friend. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, folks, we're doing our um we're doing our just chatting live stream a week on Saturday. So we, if you want some more chunkier Marvel Snapchat then uh, come along to that because we've clearly got a lot of thoughts on this. We subject. do. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the 44 page concise or comprehensive rules? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, Not really. Talk of being in the uh, the minority about things. Well, yeah, I think well- but I, I, get, I, I get your argument, but I get the other side of the story on this as well. The other argument, so it's pretty balanced, you know. Well, I've noticed there's there's no actual rule book at the moment. Uh, no, other than that little uh, kind of six page thing that came in the origin packs, which you've not seen yet because your origin packs. I'm looking at them. They're sat on the desk. In front of me. <laughs> yeah, you've got the, the PDF of the, the little mini version, and then it says if you want more, go go to this link. And if you put that link into your browser, it comes up with the PDF mini version mm. or the 44-page manifesto. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where's, where's the where's the rule book? Where's my um, my pamphlet that comes in my uh, my paracetamol? 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get it. It, it is dense. Uh, my uh, its existence doesn't bother me. Uh, uh, the size of it doesn't bother me as much as it b- bothers you either. I am a bit like oh, blimey because that stuff just doesn't appeal to me. I was chatting with someone the other day and said like. You know, I deal with reports of that nature in work all the time. Why would I make my hobby feel like work? <laughs> you know, reading through clauses and stuff. Um, but th- there's some good points. It, it is for actually a, pati- a, a particularly small minority of individuals who need to who need or want to engage with that rules depth because of I don't know to in organised play, and it's been read as an indicator. Actually, so we should explain uh, the comprehensive rule book has been published on the WizKids website. I don't think we've actually said that bit yet. For anyone who doesn't know what we're going no. on about, it's it's yeah. as Andy's alluded to. It's a forty-four page PDF document um, with lots of info in there, uh, and there are there are some stuff, bits and bobs in there, nicely clarified, and it's all in one location. We we, as in me and Andy in the Ministry of Ice, are always concerned when we get dense, large lump sums of rulings or rules stuff of that nature because we fear for complexity. We fear for overcomplexity with the game, uh, but I suppose we've got to accept the fact that it is a complex game. That there are complex interactions. The other side of the argument is that yeah, it's good for TOs to have as a one source of truth reference document. It could be an indicator of a, a stronger rebirth of organised play, which I don't think anybody would be unhappy about. I think there's a lot of desire out there for store-based organised play, regional-based organised play, and and more expansive kind of national or regional championship type stuff. And uh, as over Kayla, a blast from the past there, sent a, a nice little note to me about the rules, kind of saying that, um, you know, it actually hasn't changed all that much since she's been a retired player. So there's not a great deal in there to panic about. But what's really nice is that you're not getting just like an oral history passed down from rules lawyers now. It's there in black and white for everyone to see what i would have preferred and liked i mean there's no page navigation there's no search it's not interactive i feel like that would have been just that extra bit of x factor that little bit of secret source that would have made it much more engaging for non-rules fans like us i think if you if you went to a web page and i had a nice navigation panel that said which card would you like to check for rules for and you put the card number the set you know choose the set from a drop down yeah. box and i don't know type the card number or put the title in or something and then it gave you the clauses. Um, but that would be a huge, you know, can you imagine the metadata cross-referencing? You'd have to make that work. Yeah. So a comprehensive rules, like, I'm not, I've, I've not played competitively in any other card games. Are those, are they a thing? A comprehensive rules book, a thing that, that. Yeah. It is. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, so some of it is the fact that I've not experienced that before. Uh, you know, when I look at a rule book, I've got like a nicely finished product with images and diagrams and, and it smells nice to, to, <laughs> to circle back to the conversation at the start. Um, so, yeah, certainly looking at a 44 page like walls of text, I was like, wow, you've taken my game and you've turned it into poop. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously it's a thing that I wasn't aware of. So I'm Yeah, it is. It's, it it's totally a thing. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure if you went, like the Magic the Gathering one's nearly 300 pages long now. Yeah, so, Magic the Gathering. Mm. Well, for sure. I'm just saying as a comparative example. Um, but that's that's the thing. I think what um, individuals like you and I have to accept is that, yeah, there's, there's rules that we need to understand and engage with, but 
those who are more switched on to rules lawyering and are much more capable rules lawyers there who are more likely to also to events although i do to events so maybe i should engage with it more i don't know but you know, you, you're putting you, you you're putting the care of that part of the community in their hands, and why not? Playing strengths, isn't it? You know, let's let like like Arjun Lucan over on Rolling Thunder. They've got that down, haven't they? They know they've got their heads around ruling stuff. They like to explore that. They find it engaging to get into the rules lawyering or Laurier over at DM North or Nick, who was with us a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, that's your comprehensive rules book. That's in your hands now. You guys engage with that much more deeply than than I do. So you get on top of it because you're. You know, Nick TO'd Gen Con and Nationals, didn't he? Um, and Worlds. So that's I think that's the view we've got to take. Yeah. Or you could be with the cool kids and be outside having a fag. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think our, our concerns about increasing complexity around the game uh, being a barrier of entry sometimes, uh, I'm not dismissing those. I think we still have a great point, but I do see the other, the other side on this one that, yeah, all right, it's not for me. I'm not a comprehensive rules guy, but I know people who are, and I trust them to be able to help me out community-wise yeah. as a TO or whatever when it's needed. And let's face facts, it was needed because things were getting sprawling and complicated. The player was having to, well, as Michaela described it, that oral history of connections between, well, if you go back to the ruling on this obscure card from Yu-Gi-Oh!, you'll find that actually that applies to this card interaction for this card that's released in Secret Wars. And like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it but it is a rule. So now the comprehensive rule book kind of removes that noise and says, well, the set where the rule originated and the card that created that originally clocked us onto that interaction doesn't matter anymore. The fact is, clause 25.1.1 spells it out. They still need to do a proper rule book, though. Yeah, they do still need to do a proper rule book, and I would like the comprehensive rules to be um, put together in a way that I can, that dumbasses like me can just navigate it with ease, um, with some sort of navigation. But I also understand that the, you know, kind of the work to do that is actually enormous. That's very uh, yeah, delicately done. Well, I, I can be a diplomat when I want to be. That's the diplomatically done. Thank you very well much. Done. I was going to slag it right off, and you've really cut that off, cut me off, and I've been very, very like on the fence about it, which I appreciate. You are quite welcome. Yeah, you know, I say I'm not saying I don't see your side on this. Uh, I'm just a bit like, eh, it exists. I think it was needed. I don't. I'm not bothered by it though. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to let Nick. I'm going to let Nick and Laurier read it, and then tell me what I need to know. <laughs> yeah. I put on Discord. I struggle with five lines of text on a card. Like you ain't never gonna see me read forty-four A four pages worth of <laughs> rules. Absolutely. Happening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> someone to sit down with like the salt and pepper shaker and explain it to me. This is how the offside rule works. Absolutely, my bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we, this is a massive intro now that we've thrown is, that yeah. in. We, maybe we should have made that a mini segment in its own right. But let's let's crack on with the main body of the episode then. So should we let the listeners know what we've got lined up for them after they sat through it. all that? <laughs> yeah, if they're still here. About to say, 60 to 70% of that wasn't even Dice Masters related, so perhaps they're not. But we have got two Dice Masters related directly related uh, feature segments for you folks the first is we're going to take a look at secret wars you know it's just it's just come out it's fresh it's new it's exciting so we are going to do a two card combo segment we've not done one of those for a while 
Uh, and we'll talk about that when we get to it in a second. And then Mr. England over here has been back Hello. in his Q branch. He's developed up a little bit of a, a quiz for uh, to challenge me with uh, live on the podcast, but also for you guys to play along with at home, which is, I believe, Secret Wars related. It certainly is. There we go. Okay. And with all that said and done, especially after that massive intro there now, that should bring us to the close of the episode. So should we get rocking and rolling, Chief? Let's do it. Let's do it. Right, okay then, folks, welcome back. It's to card combo segment time. And it has been a long time since we've done one of these, but the concept is very, very simple. Uh, for those who are new to the podcast, or even those who've been with us for ages and like, what, two card combo segment? What's this all about? I don't remember this because it was, I, I swear, we've, I don't think we've actually done one since. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think the last set we did was Infinity Gauntlet. So how long ago that was. But the, yeah, the concept is very simple. It's a, a two card combo. Uh, we, we usually apply a piece of criteria to it, but it's two-card combo, so the combo needs two cards to take effect. It's, um, it needs to stand on its own to, to some degree with the two cards, but you, you, know, you use them within a wider team that you can, you can construct around it, so we sort of assume there's a ramp function in place or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's two cards that you combo together. As simple as that, two-card combo segment. Uh, and the restriction that we applied for this is that one of the two cards had to be a Secret Wars card, a new Secret Wars card, and obviously to line up with a new release. Uh, Andy and I have both been away and clocked one for ourselves, and then uh, I asked some of our regular members of the ministry over on Discord for a few suggestions of their own, so we're going to talk about two-card combos. Yeah, we are. Did we say it was going to be modern? Oh, yes, we did say that too, yes. Do we have to? Um, Well, no, I suppose not. Good. (laughs) Because yours isn't, <laughs> I'm assuming, by that, yeah. All right, well, uh, let's get started with mine then, shall we? Because mine's the modern one. Okay. Um, and, and then we'll dive deep into yours. Uh, so uh, two-card two combo. My Secret Wars card is Captain Britain, the common Captain Britain. So naturally, I was going to start brewing with Captain Britain right out the gate. Um, and the common one, the Baron of Higher Avalon. This is the, while Captain Britain is active, your opponent can't field character dice at level three. We talked about it a little bit when we did the unboxing on stream and pulled this card. And then I talked about it a little bit when we did the spoilers, when we spoiled Captain Britain. And my second card to combo him up with is the rare Black Widow, Widow's Hunt from Infinity Gauntlet. And she reads, energize, spin target opposing character die down one level. If that character dies already level one, spin it to an energy face. So not rocket science there. With Captain Britain in the field, you are just making the journey to removing your opponent's character with Black Widow easier, just quicker. If they can't put level three characters out in the field, then your Black Widow is going to be spinning down. You know, you're increasing the possibility of them being level one. Well, there's a few things going on there. Your first thing is you may be initially restricting the ability to get the character out if they roll it at level three and then give it a re-roll in an effort to get it on a lower level, they might roll it energy or whatever, you know, so that's that's a positive thing in the first instance. But then in the second instance, if they do get it out at, say, level one, more often than not, then Black Widow's going to come and take care of it. Yeah. So nice and simple, nice and straightforward. There's, uh, there is an inset actual piece of synergy there. So there's a, a Jimmy Woo uh, that's come out that is uh, while Jimmy Woo is active when you use an action die spin target opposing character die down one level or spin target level one character die to an energy face so you could even pull it off in draft Ugh. yeah yeah. Uh, Black Widow is more optimal of course because it doesn't involve then the additional purchase of an action die and then waiting to have to roll the action die and all that kind of stuff so I've gone for the core combo of Captain Britain and Black Widow or you know 
do both. Oh, God. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that. You know, that's the team I built to play uh, this week, actually. Is it? Oh. Yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe I can't play that because uh, you'll rage quit. It'll infuriate. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? with that Jimmy Woo, to be fair, like you say that you could, you might, it might take a turn or two longer to, to set it up. But if you've got some cheap, good utility act, like something that's shocking grasp, pretty good, that's new. Um, yeah, shocking grasp, absolutely. Um, or or the rampy like, things, you know, you might want to get your daily bugle yeah, or your daily, daily planet bugle. on the go. Yeah. Um, God forbid a thrown brick. <laughs> like, if yeah. you've got, got something set up where you've got two or three actions coming through a turn, oh my word, I've got my, my team ready. No, I haven't. Yes, I have. No, I haven't. Not yeah. even knocking them out, are you? Because they'd be no. bunged into used. That's right, yeah. So in Captain Britain, I was like, oh, I finally got the character in the field at level one, and now <laughs> now you've spun it out. It's, it's going to be wildly infuriating. Uh, naturally, I gravitate towards that annoying type of control. Bishop. It's my new thing. Yeah. It's the new yeah. thing, Bishop. Great card. Very underused. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Bishop would absolutely be uh, be a foil to that little combo, definitely. And the yeah. thing which you got and I didn't, the rare thing does something similar, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, was it the rare one? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not it's quite the rare one. I was hunting not... for it when I was opening mine. <laughs> yeah, I've not quite got to grips with the set well enough. Oh, well, you might later. No, it's not. It's. Um... No, the rare thing is when fielded, put a plus one attack and plus one defense token on each of your Fantastic Four characters. Oh, okay. I might have it then. I thought it was. Yeah, it might be a different. Uh, so it's another character you're thinking of there. I can't remember which one though. Uh, but there you go. There's my two card combo Captain Britain and Rare Black Widow. That's good. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. So with me, one thing came evident to me when we were, we were going through the, the pack opening when I was having a look through the cards that I have got. That there is so much damage to characters. I I went on to to um, yeah sidekick to uh, and, and I, I put in there the search in the in the text damage to target character. You search it. There are sixteen cards in the set which has got that phrase, and I'm pretty sure that if you put in other connotations, you'd get more. Uh, but there's sixteen specific cards that do damage to target character. And what the thing that I couldn't get out of my head was, and it's annoying because it's it's not modern legal anymore. But in Tomb of Annihilation, I spent a considerable amount of money on buying a staff of the Forgotten One, the super rare epic magical object. Yeah, and that is until the end of the turn when opposing character dies, it's damaged. KO it if you KO two or more characters. Prep two dice on their burst. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So they need to release something like that because that'd be amazing. <laughs> Just imagine, like it'd just be every turn, like <laughs> like you'd be just destroying things left, right, and centre. There's so much direct damage. It's as if you wrote it. It's as if, it's, it's, yeah, it's as if you actually wrote all these cards. Although it's largely uh, focused on damaging character dice, isn't it? Whereas if I was writing it, I'd be pinging you, <laughs> Me, <laughs> the other player, and, yeah, and the character dice as well. Um, yeah. I quite like the super rare Apocalypse. Uh, so he's the one who pings two damage to a character when you field another character. That's one that I was looking at thinking about. Uh, so two card combos, that Apocalypse with uh, the Batman, any Batman with the Batman global on it that fields two sidekicks. Yeah. 
you know that would definitely work but it's um so so much like it is very much a theme of the set which is quite cool that they've gone down that route um i'm thinking back when we were talking oh a while ago it must have been like the release of maybe even before the campaign boxes when it was that that kind of era where there was no board clear and now we've got everything board clear around the kitchen sink yeah although what i will say in response to that is because i you know obviously like yourself my attention has been drawn to all this pingy ping stuff there was a beast i was uh tinkering around with hang on let me bring it up because i can't remember the game text i think it's when you pay a mask to field a character or something um, oh, there's two of them. So while Beast is active, this is the uncommon. While Beast is active, when you field a fist character die, choose one, and one of the choices is deal two damage to target character die. And then the rare Beast Mind Gem says, while Beast is active, when you spend a mask to field a character die, deal up to two damage to target character die. Um, and then I was thinking about the uh, the Doctor Strange. It's got something to do with spending masks for, for stuff. We've kind of straight yeah. off our straight off our um two card combo restriction here isn't it is it in dark phoenix or infinity gauntlet i can't remember yeah uh dot strange worthy sorcerer while dot strange is active for each mask energy you spend to purchase an action die or field a character die deal one damage to target player uh, target character die or player although he's a six cost so but you got the option then to ping anyway i was just looking at that and then there's a wong that just gets um some fun stuff going on when you've got pay a master field him isn't there the uh yeah you can spin re-roll it's a re-roll isn't it it's a re-roll yeah so that definitely caught my eye and i'd be lying if if i said that hadn't been a brew that (laughs) i've been tinkering with as well for sure so i agree um and for those who weren't able to get a staff of the forgotten one there used to be the uh danger room didn't there that did a very similar game effect yes yes stuff the forgotten one always sticks to the mind just for the monetary value it cost me yeah. to get it well stuff of the forgotten one's better because uh the distinction was the, so the danger room lasted until the beginning of your next turn so right so what that meant was it was a risk to play because if your opponent in their turn was able to fire some stuff back at you they could ko your characters just as easily as you did theirs so that that was the risk with that one um whereas the staff of the forgotten one was one-sided it was just you played it in your turn yeah so loads better well worth the money um the Absolutely. thing that i was thinking of is the uncommon thing called the shield which i do have uh, and that is while thing is active your opponent can't target your other character dice which is really similar to that bishop that used to bang around a few years ago um, yes that, that you had to so you'd have to ping off the thing so if you're playing secret wars and with all the direct damage to your characters around, he's solid because he's going he's gonna to have to get dealt with before the rest of your dice. And he's three, five, seven on his defense. So if you get him up, although to be fair, you'll you'll roll him on a level three. You won't be able to field him because Chris will have. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll get spun down to energy. Captain um, Britain. So you manage to roll him on a level five. He'll get spun down to a level three, and then. You, three damage will get pinged off and it'll be uh, very exciting um but <laughs> but yeah but at least even if you're doing that they have to count they have to deal with it before they can deal with you so um i'm yes. just gonna put that on all my teams 
<laughs> Fair play. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, good, nice. Okay, excellent. Uh, so more more than a few two-card combos in, in that little bit of conversation there. Uh, I'll just quickly share some of the ones that were offered up by uh, the regular members of the ministry. So Nick fired a couple over to me, Jackalope Spam. Uh, a pretty nasty one that he'd clocked was the rare Vulcan from... Dark Phoenix Saga and the super rare Spider-Man from the new Secret Wars set. So the rare Vulcan reads, while Vulcan is active, your opponent's non-fist characters get minus two defense. He's a six-cost fist, that one. And then the super rare Spider-Man, Spider-Man Black Suit is the subtitle, five-cost fist. Opposing non-fist character dice get minus one attack and minus one defense. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so with those two out in the field, I mean, it's a five and a sixer, uh, but with those two out in the field, you're giving your opponent minus one attack and minus three defense in total so i mean obviously capable of killing a lot of stuff although what i was going to say before actually was that i've noticed like stat creep that two damage isn't actually all that much nowadays really i've not really looked at the the, the stats too much it's been all about the abilities when we were flicking through the cards but um... yeah I mean, I mean don't get me wrong there's still there's still plenty of stuff at you know one to defense uh but i was thinking and looking at things i'd want to shoot out you know what i mean yeah you want to get rid uh, of yeah so something to think about um but yeah there, there you go there was fucking the spider-man and then another one nick fired over which is a nice one so the rare colossus has got team watch put uh this is rare colossus in the secret Wars set five cost fist put a plus one attack and plus one defense token on one of your x-men affiliated characters He's also got Iron Will, which is fine, but it's that team watch that's the focus. Uh, and Nick said, well, that's that's that just combos super nice, super quick, super dirty with the common beast from Dark Phoenix Saga, which is the one that just straight up two-cost fist with Overcrush. So you just spam X-Men characters in and out of the field, whatever, um, all the while making your beast just get enormous, you know, and there's no shortage of two-cost other X-Men characters that you could... No. Field, Dark Phoenix off, field again, Dark Phoenix off, field again, Dark Phoenix off. Um, yeah, so those are a couple of nice combos to play around with, definitely. Uh, Jocelyn fired one over. Uh, super rare Molecule Man, four-cost shield. While Molecule Man is active, your Spider-Friend's characters cost one less to field, cost one less to purchase, and return to the field zone after they deal combat damage to your opponent. So Whoa. that's that's just a strong card. He is a super rare, though, but that's just a strong card you know, from a theme play perspective there the spider friends affiliation definitely had a ramp problem to deal with fielding costs they're super there's lots to cost fielding costs in that affiliation so he helps you out in that space there gets the purchase cost down but that whole coming back to the field afterwards that's insane um but then uh, she's paired this up with the spider gwen the rare three cost bolt and spider gwen's got recruit bolt character dice so when you when you recruit you um you know you can pull a character into the field on level one from uh, used prep or field zone. So um if Spider Gwen goes through to deal damage, then Spider Gwen comes back into the field herself because of the molecule man, but then she could also potentially pull out your bolt character purchase that you've just made that turn into the field on level one too. Oh nice. So you could very quickly have an army of uh, Spider-Gwens. So, uh, in fact, uh, Jocelyn um, spoke about that combo because she came across it in a draft, and she talked about the draft on the latest episode of Double Double and Dice. So go check that out, folks, if you want more detail on that. Um, but that was an interesting one. Uh, then uh, Collector Rob fired over uh, Mr. P. 
fired over Rare Kang and the Common Phoenix. So Rare Kang's an interesting one. Four cost mask. While Kang is active, at the start of your clear and draw step, you may move three dice from your field zone to your bag. If you do, you may draw an extra three dice from your bag. So he's kind of like a like a churn mechanic there. There used to be a Rip Hunter that did something very similar that people used to yeah. use to, to get your hands on the juicy dice. Uh, and he said, yeah, why not pair that up with the Common Phoenix? Firepower, uh, which is the one with energized, deal two damage to target character die or player. You know, yeah, so you just churn through to your energized dice basically all the time. Uh, and you've seen how that works because I was churning through with Rush when I played that one a couple of weeks back. I've seen how that works. Please. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's uh, there's uh, another one for the list. Uh, and that was it for what people fired over to me. Just a couple. I just said, oh, we're going to talk about two card combos. Anyone got anything they want to, you know, bring up, like us to mention? And that's what I got. So there you go. So loads of opportunity there. Nice. And if you're wanting to get involved in the conversation sometimes earlier than the podcast, then do check out our Discord. Uh, the link will be in the show notes and you can join us too uh, and uh, be in there first with the information. Indeed. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, so we, we, of course, would encourage listeners now to any other two-card combos that have caught your eye, um, then let us know. Oh, uh, sorry, I'll one out. Stuart sent me one over. Stuart. Um, but Stu sent this on Facebook Messenger. Okay. Um, yeah, see, this is the thing I need to... Uh, I mentioned this last week, didn't I, and said I need to start... Streamline. Uh, yeah, like getting people to send me stuff in one single location because I can't keep up. Uh, super rare Wally West and rare Namor is what he mentioned there. So rare Namor is the one that you have to pay to block. I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly. Yeah, rare Namor leading the cabal, four cost shield. While Namor is active, your opponent must pay three life to declare blockers. Wow. Yeah. Just, I wonder why Chris is familiar with that. He mentioned he'd been doing some... Uh, Brewing lately. <laughs> and then the super rare Wally West is the one that gets the second attack step. So while Wally West is active, you get a second attack step during your turn. Only Wally West character dice can attack during your second attack step. So you'd have to pay, you'd end up paying six to block, wouldn't you? Basically. Because there'd be two attack Ouch. steps. Yeah. Um, so get two Wally Wests out in the field, get your Namor out in the field, attack with one Wally West in one attack step, pay three to block it. <laughs> and then attack with the second one in the second attack step. Pay another three to block it, which I thought was kind of cheeky. Definitely my kind of vibe. Nice. Good yeah. work, Stu. Yes. Thank you, Stu. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, getting back to what I was saying before I remembered Stu's. Uh, so if anyone has got any two card combos, let us know because we'll revisit this next episode. Um, you know, share the wealth, share the ideas. Let's get out there. The community brewing is rock solid. So. Um, there might be a little nugget of an idea that could grow from your two-card combo. Yeah, and we could end up playing it on the YouTubes. Absolutely, we could. Absolutely, we could, although I've got I've got about 10 teams here lined up, ready Have to you? go now. Yeah. I've been robbing those ideas that we've just gone through. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely done something with, that, uh, with the Spider Friends. I went back to my old single affiliation Spider Friends list and went, oh, right, okay, how can I tinker that one up? You know what I mean? Because I always liked it, but as I said before, it was all, it was always challenged by um, the fielding costs. So very excited, very excited to see some Spider Friends help and yeah. stuff like Fantastic Four teams. Got to give a Fantastic Four team a go. You know what 100%. I mean? Yeah. So of those 10 teams, I'd probably argue that 
six of them are just janky combos or themes and stuff. There's only maybe three or four that have got teeth necessarily. And even oh, then, they probably haven't, they probably haven't got the teeth. It looks like they got because I need six card, six dice in the field, and energy for four globals to turn or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it ends up with the one that you think is going to be good being not that great, and then the the, the one that you've just been mulling over will kind of be the uh, you know the MVP. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely the case, isn't it? Yeah, or the last minute card you throw in, going, "Oh, that'll probably work," just if I'm desperate, and then you use it and you go, "Well, no, that's not Ooh. about if I'm desperate. That's the one. <laughs> 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 that synergy is better than the other synergy." Yeah, I did start making a team the other day, and I was sort of clicking around, putting stuff in in the team in the team builder. Uh, but this one card, there was kind of two directions you could go in, and I tried to put both in, and that's you know that's where things a bit messy isn't it and i think sometimes it's a good idea just to go right make a decision and just take it in one direction yeah oh, it depends sometimes it'd be good to have as a pivot but it depends true what what kind of supporting pieces it needs <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah that was that was exactly the case is that it needed both avenues the way to support them was different yeah keep yeah. tinkering I most certainly will. I most certainly will. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So there we go. So yeah, fire them over to us. Uh, the Discord. If you if you do know where we are on Discord, then uh, by all means join ours. That's a great place to drop it into our Dice Masters channel. That would help me out because I'm getting a bit lost in all the different messaging things that people use to stay in touch with me. Um, but uh, we'd love to hear what kind of little two-card little combos you've got. Remember, it doesn't have to be, you know, assume that you're building a team around the two-card combo or it's being utilised as part of a wider team um, and that you've got you've lined up your ramp and you've got a bit of control or whatever. Um, but just little two-card combos that can stand on their own. Nice. Cool. That's pretty solid. Yeah. All right, then, cool. Uh, well, that brings that one to an end. Let's now get on with the cube branch. Yay. Yes, folks, it's Andy's Cube Ranch time, so I'm going to hand you over to the Quizmaster extraordinaire over there to get us started. Hello, hello, hello. I also say hello and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I won't. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've been thinking of a quiz, what we could do for Secret Wars, uh, not only to do a quiz about it, but also to test and also to um, uh, learn some of the cards. What's going to help us to do that? Um, so I thought as I do about eighties game shows. Uh, and I'm sure, sure we've done a gate eighties game. We've done, done a, uh, a version of play your cards right before. I'm sure we have, uh, but I have, we play a card game. So I think it's only right. We go back to <laughs> Andy England's play your cards, right? All right then. Yeah. Do you could put the thingy in. Uh, yeah, I might even still have the theme song. I think we might have it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So the idea is quite simple, and it didn't really need a lot of prep. I get, I get one of me, uh, me draft packs, get the cards in front of me. Yeah. Flip it over. Sure. 
Well, actually, I won't flip it over because I'm not playing, but I, I, and you're not here. Um, so I'm going to read you the title and subtitle. Okay, yep. First one, I'll tell you what it is. And then for the next one, I need, you need to tell me if the purchase cost purchase is cost. higher or yep. lower. Easy. Yeah. So just, just higher or lower. You don't need the number, do you? You just need me to guess. Um, no, just higher or lower. You can you can guess the number if you want. Sure. Uh, that's fine. Uh, and it's all in order, so it's going to go basic actions, commons, uncommons, uh, and rares. No super rares in this pack that I just opened up. Okay. Uh, cool. So pretty straightforward, and hopefully it should work. And then between us, we'll also be learning our cards, because that is very important to learn our cards of the new set. It absolutely is, yeah. Right, should we give it a go, see if it... Yeah, let's give it a go, see how it works, yeah. Cool, so I've opened this pack. My first card mm-hmm. is an epic basic action. Ooh, uh, okay. Casket of Ancient Winters. All right, that's a, is that a six? That is a five. Oh, right, okay. So that's our starting point. Okay. So, right, the next card is a basic action, and it's locked in combat. Uh, that's lower. It is lower. It's three. Three. The next one is my last basic action. It is Shocking Grasp. Uh, Shocking Grasp is a two. Lower. Yeah, it is. Two. That makes the next one relatively straightforward. It's Uh, easy when they're reprints. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we have got the common Kang Prophetic revelation oh i think it's a foil it's a foil i think it's quite expensive but i'm saying higher because he's definitely higher than two i reckon he's a five it's higher but it's only a three only a three only a three okay hang is active once per turn a player may pay two life to re-roll a dice in their reserve pool oh i've got an idea for that one have you thought you would (laughs) right so the next one is another common it okay. is Woo Woo Jimmy Woo, Agent of Shield. Oh, that's the common. It's the and common. What was Kang just now? A three. It was a three. This is lower. I think this is. So Jimmy Woo is funny because he's got a two, a three, and a four cost. And I think the common's the two cost. What happens if it's a three and it's the same? Do I have to say same, like equal? No, nah, then the, right. the game just ends in a failure. Um, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think. <laughs> I think this is the two-cost one, the lower one. It is. Well done. And Jimmy Woo, he can't be targeted by opposing effects. Oh. What's an effect? Or anything? Yeah. I'd have to consult the comprehensive rulebook to find out what effects is. (laughs) I'll have a read. Get back to me. The glossary of terms, yeah. Okay, right. So two, we're right at the bottom. Okay. Uh, and we have got, common again, King Hyperion, Earth 21195. Oh, yeah, definitely higher. I'm pretty sure this is a five. He is a five. While well, he is active, when an opposing opponent uses an action die, deal two damage to target character die. Mm. Wow. Damage yeah, to character. So I- yeah, so I was looking at this one for that Jimmy Woo spin down stuff because I thought if you buy my basic actions, I need something to punish you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Glad you put so much thought into that. Um, right. So let's go on. So, common, we've got a few more commons yet. 
Um, it's Namor, King of the Deep. Deep. Oh, uh, Namor is a what? What was so? I've just had a five. Yeah, just had a five. Yeah, I think Namor is four. I'm going to go lower. It is lower. He's a three. Yeah. Oh, he's a three. He is a three. This is the this is the instant war on legs, isn't it? This one, the common. Uh, uh, no, it's the when Namor blocks or is blocked, he gets plus three attack. Ah, uh, okay. Fantastic okay. Four affiliation, and he's got the uh, pay shield target character guy gets one plus one defense, defense which yeah. I have never ever seen used. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Next one is uh, the common Phoenix Force Cyclops, and he is bonded to the Force. Oh, definitely higher. He's a six, at least. <laughs> at least he's a five. Oh. Uh, but he's he higher. Um, I do like this card. When fielded, choose an opposing character card, cancelling all previous choices. That card gets minus five attack whilst Venus Force Cyclops is active. And he's he got seen his ten stats? defense <laughs> yeah. on level three. Eight, ten. Yeah. He's got... He's, 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 he's bootylicious. Um, You'd have to do a fair few of those uh, t- two-point character damage pings to get rid of that yeah. bad boy, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's the truth. Crikey. Or spin him down with a Jimmy Woo, of course. <laughs> Even, yeah, but he's like seven seven five five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a beast. Get, get your thing out, and he's not going to be targeted. <laughs> uh, right, so what was he? He was a five-cost, wasn't he? Right, yeah. so... Next one, we have got, it's the last comment of my pack. Right. Uh, it's Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider. Uh, um, okay. So, higher or lower than five? Uh, lower. All the Spider-Gwens are three. Good knowledge. That's right. She is a three. Uh, she her, her game text is on her burst face. She can't be blocked. Uh, and that's her level one. It's not bad. Uh, no, I was talking about this with someone for some reason, that Spider-Gwen, but I can't, was it you? It might have been. But I think, weren't we talking on stream about spinning her up in the attack step with a spin-up global once she'd gone unblocked? Mm, might not have been me. That's okay. a good idea. So go through unblocked, <laughs> spin her up twice, go through for four. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. It's got transfer power in this set. It has, isn't it? No... Oh, that's a shame. Spin her up, swap her attack and defense. Yeah, I was. Yeah, okay. No, it was. It was on Discord. I was talking about it because I asked. I said, "Is there a stat flip?" Oh, <laughs> uh, the like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting you. you right. your game. Cool. So we're about halfway through. So we've got Spider Gwen. She was a level. Th- she's a three cost. Yes. Next one. This one's easy. It's the uncommon Franklin's Galactus No Mercy. Uh, oh, uh, higher, definitely. Yeah, higher. This is, this is the seven, isn't it? It is a seven. It's got four sides. It's ten, ten on the uh, the top face, and it's foil. Very nice and shiny. Uh, so Franklin's Galactus cost one less to purchase for each die in your prep area. I think that could be really good. Yes, it could be, and not all that difficult to do, I don't think. What was it, seven, seven, yeah, not like field load sidekicks. Yeah, uh, get some stuff like out. your Counter Strike, uh, Sinister Globals, stuff like that. 
you know what I mean? Or just your opponent pinging everything off with their abilities. Yes, that's true. Uh, that too, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or pinging your own stuff off, why not? A lot of the time yeah. it just says target character, doesn't it? Not uh, target opposing character. Very, very true. Yeah. Cool. So this makes the next one relatively straightforward because we just had a seven cost. <laughs> yeah. But let's go through it anyway. It is the uncommon agent brand Hell Rangers. Oh, uh, well, definitely. We spoke lo- about last episode. Yeah, definitely lower. And I think she's a two. She's a three. She's a three. Okay. And she gives, when she's active, your characters gain fast. Very happy to have had that one in my set. I was looking mm. out for that one. Yeah, nice one, that one. Okay, right. Definitely. Cool. So, gets a bit hard now because that's a three. And the next one we've got is Mr. Sinister Battle World, the Uncommon. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that does get harder because there is a, a, a low cost Mr. Sinister that has some whole thing about losing life when you field him or something. Uh, who is a three cost? Oh, which one is it? Uh, so it's the uncommon Mr. Sinister Battle World. Do you want, do you want the text? Should I give you the text? Do you want the text? Yeah. Well, okay. you tell me, Quizmaster. Meh, go on, we're nearly there. Um, I'll give you a hand. Uh, so when Mr. Sinister is KO'd, you may KO an opposing character's die of cost four or less. Pay. Whoa. Uh, Mr. Sinister's Let me get, a bolt get glasses mask, on. All right, bolt and mask. <laughs> I had to get my glasses on for that. Um, each player chooses one of their character dice to take three damage. He's a villain. Right, I don't think that is. I, give you. I don't think that is the three cost one. I'm sure the three cost one's got something about losing life. Uh, you lose life when you field him, so I'm going to say higher. Is higher. It's four. Four. Four still pretty good for that game effect, though, isn't it? Yeah, really solid. Although you KO in it. Yeah, what's his fielding cost like? One two what two. Is like? One two two. All right, yeah, maybe not so not as good as I initially thought. Um, still, that's generating some ideas. I like that global right. too. Three left. No, what we one want one common right. and two rares. Uh, and, oh yeah, sorry, three cards left. He was a four. Four cost. Four. So the next one higher there than a four. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Rebellion in Manhattan, the Uncommon. What are the Ultimate Spider-Mans? Oh, man, I don't know. <sighs> he is when fielded, re-roll target, Thor or Bolt character die. Four force, isn't it? I don't think he is a four. Is he a four? Oh, I don't know. I actually don't can't remember the purchase cost on this one. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna roll this Goliath dice, and if it's on character face, I'll say lower. If it's on thingy, I'll say higher. Oh, oh I've just dropped it on the floor. Uh, lower. I'm saying lower. The I've just rolled rolled that uh, on level three. Nice. Uh, you are right. It's a three cost. It's a three. Oh. It's quite I a specific might, game text, isn't it? I felt like, yeah, it is quite specific, but I felt like he might have been a four-cost because he's got decent stats, and that's pretty handy in... or could potentially be pretty handy in a draft, you know, if someone's drafted a load of Thor-core characters. Yeah, loads of bolts as well. Let me have a look in this one, 
two, three, four bolts, five, six, six bolts in this pack. Mm. Um, anyway, cool. So these three. So not really. We're onto the rares now, are we? Then onto the rares. Two left to go. So high okay. or low on a three, and it's Dazzler, Alison Blair. Oh, uh, lower. Wait, wait. Yeah, lower. I'm saying lower. I think she is lower. She's a two. Uh, her stats are a bit. Actually, I was about to say they're bad, but they're not that bad. They're Jubilee dice. Uh, so we all know that's uh, two, one, three, 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 four. Uh, while you have an active character die with cost four or greater, Dazzler is free to field. When fielded, deal two damage to non target, non bolt character die. That's yeah. pretty solid for a two, isn't it? That is pretty solid for a two. Uh, so I'm pretty sure the the others, the other Dazzlers are a higher purchase cost, but I just remember that one because it was the only Dazzler that had been spoiled for ages. And, right. And, and so I just, I'd just seen it a lot. Yeah. It'd been, it'd been just sort of hanging around <laughs> you know, for donkey's age. <laughs> just loiter in. Yeah. Loiter in in the Hellfire Club. Um, right, last card. Higher or lower than a two? Right. Oh, I didn't plan this right. If I'd have done that better, I could have made it more kind of suspenseful. Uh, anyway, uh, Jane Foster, Mystical Teleportation, the rare. Yeah, that's higher, isn't it? It's got to be, what is she, like a five? Six? She's a six. six. Yeah. Uh, when fielded, swap any number of character dice in your field zone with character dice from your use pile or prep area. That could be amazing, or it could, that could be, be absolute dog poo. Um, pay one, <laughs> globalist, some... pay one, spin, target character die. That was fielded this turn up one level. Yeah, it would take some prepping, that wouldn't it? Some uh, orchestrating to get the right stuff waiting for you in the use pile. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's, it's the thing, because it's a six cost and when fielded, and she's got beefy stats, so you'd have to use something to knock her out. But potentially, if I mean, the thing is, instead of buying her, you could have bought another six cost. But once you've got her in rotation of fielding and, you know, zapping off with Dark Phoenix, you could be bringing in stuff each turn. You've got a sidekick. Yeah. What, I, I can't imagine you, like, it's got that field any number of character dice in your field zone. I can't really imagine you doing more than one, maybe two possibly. But it's going to be one turn, knockout, hopefully get her again, buy another one and try and do it that way so you kind of field in your field quicker. Yeah, get, there's getting your dice straight out. There's lots of ways to get sidekicks Thank in the you. field. So there's like instant war, although your opponent's getting blockers then, aren't they? Oh, I'll tell you what there is. There's a an apocalypse. Hang on, let me get the team builder up again. Um sorry, one sec, I closed it earlier for in preparation for the game, of course. Uh so I've got character overcrash. When your life total is higher than your opponent's, he gets plus two attack. No, it's active. When you could use a global ability, you may pay bolt and mask and field a sidekick from your use pile and bag. Field sidekick from your use pile and bag until you have four sidekicks in the field zone. Yeah, although he's a six cost two. Six cost, yeah. Yeah, he's a six cost two. However, the concept is sound, isn't it? So you, um, you fire off your apocalypse with a bolt and a mask to to flood your field with four sidekicks, then field your Jane Foster and swap all those sidekicks out for all the characters that have just been left behind. Yeah. 
but then you might as well just buy two six costs that are going to win you the game. Well, precisely, yeah, 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 yeah. Bring in six costs to to win you the game. Although I I do feel that there might be something in this Jane Foster because because yeah because you're bringing in something in it would I don't know that if you could get the frequency right you know you knock it out to purchase two cheaper then you got the next one ready to to fill her again knock her out purchase something for two cheaper bring that in because of a sidekick it just might need some tinkering with and whether it'd be worth it or not yeah for sure but anyway, anyway we've got sidetracked again did I make quiz? it all the way to the end <laughs> you did make it all the way through <laughs> the entire pack well done and we've learned a little bit more about Secret Wars as well as playing a fun and informative game super duper right well listen folks let me know how you got on did you make it all the way to the end as i did were you caught out by mr sinister that definitely gave me a pause for a minute but i'd noticed i'd noticed those mr sinisters were way cheaper than they used to be because his stats have changed i think he's got lower defense now or something uh, anyway i noticed it was like oh that's a lot lower than it used to be so let us know let us know how you got on with the quiz uh, that wraps up uh, andy's crew branch thank you very much mr england You're uh, welcome. We'll, take, we'll take it into the outro now well, there we go then, folks, as all good things must. This episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Yeah, it's so much easier to make podcasts when there's new products. <laughs> stuff to talk about. Well, to be fair, it's not... I was thinking about this the other day because someone said, oh, you've you know, you become a bit more reinvigorated. And there's a lot of people all just come out of the woodwork all of a sudden, not heard hide nor hair of them, like nothing of them for months. And then a new set comes along and they're like, hi, we're back now for the new set. And I was thinking about it the other day and I thought, it's not just that there's not new product, it's the gap, it's the length of time between the new products, isn't it? That just as you start to exhaust all you can with the set, the last set, and it's fizzling out and people have drafted it to death and you've, team built with it to death and you play games with it to death that is at that point you then get told it's another three month wait (laughs) and that's that was the thing i think this time around was that i was just about ready for a new set because we we, we've done a lot with dark phoenix saga and uh, cryptite crisis we played both those sets a lot you know um so this this, yeah it goes it'd be nice if they could get themselves into a bit of a rhythm we were talking i can't remember if we were on being recorded or not about do you remember the times when that that you had a release date and so the, it was like the build-up for that release date like i can remember getting really excited for amazing spider-man and you had the date and it was getting closer and the pre-orders was in and you knew it was going to be in. you knew we we're going to go and collect it from the shop um and it was that yeah. kind of buzz and excitement around it you kind of lose that when it's just like here it is <laughs> <laughs> you know, so hopefully a nice little bit of routine now the world seems to be getting back to normal i think with covid and shipping and and i've said that and i've probably doomed the world uh but to get into a nice little kind of rhythm again even if it's not as frequent the sets even if it's like twice a year or whatever um if we can get into a nice kind of you know oh, we know it's coming you know it's going to be at this date get a, a build a bit of buzz it'll be um very exciting looking for well, future's good Yep, absolutely. Right now. Uh, speaking of the future's good, quick reminder at the end of the podcast that we've got an MOD PDM event taking place at the UK Games Expo this year. So if you are around on Saturday, the what is it, the third Saturday, the third of June, uh, and you're able to make it up to Birmingham, then we'll be doing a 
uh, a constructed event and hopefully a draft. We'll, we'll see what's going on there, uh, where we can pick up a box or whatever. So uh, get your tickets pre-booked. It helps me out in a number of ways. Firstly, I'm in the process of sourcing prizing, so it just lets me know what my budget looks and feels like. Secondly, WizKids are always asking me how many players you got booked, how many players you got booked. So please book on, come, come play, because you know WizKids take a, they endorse the UK Games Expo event and they take an active interest in how many people we get at the event, and that only helps us for future stuff. Um, and thirdly you know when you see more ticket sales it encourages those on the fence to get involved it's like a catch-22 in it because nobody wants to sign up for an event we know one there but nobody wants to be the first few to sign up so you know get that done uh we're playing uh lockdown modern modern 2020 so we're using the modern constructed list from the avengers infinity campaign box onwards up to the present day so we're throwing all the new sets in the mix as well whoop whoop yeah, so don't forget about that. Uh, prizing information will be coming soon. Um, so, uh, but trust me, I've got some nice irons in the fire around getting some juicy stuff together for that. So oh, nice. Whenever I ever let you down, folks, on that front, you know what I mean. I like to think my prizing game is pretty good. Yeah, when it comes to prizing, you deliver. I, I, I try. I try. Uh, unless I'm using Royal Mail and they're on strike and have been hacked by Russian hackers. <laughs> then you do deliver. It just might be six months later. <laughs> uh, and that's about it. The, the uh, Roll for the North will have happened. Uh, this weekend just gone by the time this comes out. So I uh, hope everybody had a good time. Love the time of that. And uh, I suppose we'll, we'll see you in two weeks. There's nothing more, is there? Is there anything else? No. Nah, that, nope. that, that's all, folks. That's all, folks. Okay, well, I've been Chris, otherwise known online as Dreamer Sticks. I've been Andy, a.k.a. Humidity's Rising. <laughs> uh, I might go away and get that on. Alexa, play Raining Men. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> I was joking. Alexa, stop. Although it's played Summer of 69 by Brian Adams, which is completely <laughs> right. <laughs> just does that. Have you noticed you ask for a song and you're like, nah, you don't like that. I'll play that this one a, instead. That's also a banger, though, Summer of 69, and that's also a wedding dance floor filler. <laughs> <laughs>